0: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 4 of the Firefish Crowdcast. This week we are joined by Darren Westall from Pager to discuss how to position your recruitment brand for success in 2022. If you enjoyed this episode, you can check out the link in the description for more episodes with live video and sign up to hear more about the Firefish Crowdcast. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there's a statement. Hi, Darren.
0: <laughs> show, hey,
1: show your Christmas jumper in full display. <laughs> I just think
0: it really helps to grab people's attention when I'm talking. They feel like they focus on me fully. <laughs>
1: parts of you certainly
0: (laughs) It's more more attention than i normally get so i'll take
1: it well it's a brilliant start to our last crowd cast of the year merry christmas everyone thank you so much for joining us um when i was thinking about the christmas show i thought who better to get on was darren um if anybody doesn't know who darren is he is the ceo of a very cool company pager and previous to that, because I don't think many people know that as well, you were the CTO as well of Broadbean. So you have been in the recruitment tech space for a um, long, long time. And I've got loads of respect for what you're doing. You know, one cool company with Broadbean to then sort of come out with them, um, you know, pager as well, which is really making marks. And I think you were just telling me you've just expanded from um, sort of eight employees in your first first company uh, or th- when you first started. It, and now you're up to 25 and get ready to move offices and, and fly next year.
0: I mean, even if you take pre COVID, we were four people. So we're yeah. we going out COVID as you know, near twenty five and new offices and near four hundred customers. It's just been a crazy, crazy period for us. And I'm celebrating by putting the jumper on. Yeah,
1: well, it's good. And thank you so much for joining us because you know, pager is all about sort of distribution, social channels, helping recruiters reach new markets. And I thought that would be a really good sort of topic for us to look at um going into our Christmas marketing period as well. And so that's what we're here to do. We're just looking at, you know, branding is something that you and I share a love of because Broadbean was a great company from a branding point of view. Pager is driving sort of brand and your brand awareness is really building in the marketplace as well. And Obviously, you know, Firefish loves brands too. And I think it's definitely something that's become so important if you look at how brands have dealt with COVID how we've looked after our company, our employees, how we've sort of managed to market on, on, uh, uh, out to the, the recruitment space. And I really think it's a hot subject within the recruitment marketing um, sort of world as well. So that's what we're here to discuss, how to keep your marketing warm, not cold over Christmas, um, and what we're getting up to. So to get things started, um, you know, what have you been doing in, in that sort of difference? Because you can have a lot of fun over Christmas with your brand as well. Um, obviously the Christmas jumper, but in terms of your company, what have you been doing? Some ideas that just to get us started, as of what, of what you've seen in the market or what Pager have been up to over Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pager, we're a big fan of of document, don't create. I think if you try and create something, it becomes a lot, lot harder. So you know, we've been documenting our journey from day one. But in the last, you know, in December this year, obviously we've had the Christmas party, moving offices, all of that stuff has been driving our social activity, uh, and we've had the Advent calendar. You know, it's a great way to make sure you're posting every single day in December. By giving out valuable content every single day um, and also just having some fun with it you know having a prize that people can win so for me this month's been all about making sure to reinforce our values you know we do a lot for we do a lot for charity we, we partner with mine this year everything we do is donating to them um but the the advent calendar is an excuse right you need an excuse yeah. to post on linkedin every single day often people say i don't know what to say when actually if you think about what can i give away today what can i give away today And if you can keep that attitude, not just for December, what useful information can I give away today that's going to build my audience's trust? That's what marketing is all about. So um, December is the way to start it. Use the advent calendar. Give away as much as you can. But what I would say is don't lose that attitude come January. Keep it. Because if you can give value every single day that's when you're going to win on social.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And how have you been coordinating that? Because that's what we hear a lot of the recruitment agencies that, um, you know, maybe have a solo, rec- uh, you know, marketeer in, in their company as well. And how do they coordinate actually being able to sort of, you know, get that that sort of um, plan in action as well?
0: Yeah, it's, and it is difficult when you're a solo marketer, right? And there's a, obviously a big community called the Lonely Marketers where people will stress that a lot. Um, it's it's all about communication internally. So, You're as a marketer, you should know why people buy from you. You should know why who your personas are, who your customers are. So you should have all of that in the bank already. When it comes to your your sort of Christmas period, it's a great excuse to actually build that relationship with your with your recruiters, with your sales team. You know, sit down for an hour, not long, doesn't need to be long and say, Look, we've got this period coming up. What do we want to give away? What's your top tips? What have you learned this year? And actually what you're doing is cementing that relationship as well, because quite often they butt heads. So you can use December as a great excuse to get together in a room. And if you say, look, I want to have some fun on social this year, because most of the time that's what recruiters will say. Oh, everything we do is so corporate, whatever, whatever. And all of their ideas, you usually go, yeah, I love that idea, but it's a little bit crazy. December might be the time that those crazy ideas you can embrace and build them in. So, what I'd say is, even if as a solo person, you know, you need, you need to be thinking about um, this way before. But get get together with your team, talk about talk about what they've learned over the year, what they're seeing in the market, and then just use that to drive your content. So, um, don't feel like you have to take it all on your shoulders, but you mm-hmm. do need to coordinate it. You need to be that you need to be that bridge between the two.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the really big thing is that a lot of people are are sort of thinking when they go into a marketing role, it's all on their shoulders. But no, it's facilitating that and, and really coordinating the recruiters to help them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Recruit no recruiters, I, I find it really interesting because I speak to them every single day and they say, oh, I don't want to do a video for LinkedIn. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, What's the reason? And quite often it's confidence, which everyone always yeah. says, Really? That's odd. They're the most confident people in the world. They're not actually, you know, just because you're in sales doesn't mean you're competent to post on social. So with marketing, you can actually work with them to build up that confidence, get their ideas because they've got great ideas, and then bring that into it as well. So yeah, I, I'm with you that your job as as marketing is to to bridge the gap. Absolutely, um, to you know, understand all of the business needs. It's, it's you know, mark, marketing always gets seen as this just a social sort of stuff, but actually, marketing is understanding your personas who you sell to everything you know pricing for me falls into marketing as well so it's it's being that gap uh, bridge across the entire business understanding each bit uh, and just making it work um, and <laughs> yeah marketing is not just posting pretty stuff on social media
1: I know and I'm seeing some love for your jumper and it is really you know I am remembering every time I get a wee bit serious here about the chat I'm just seeing those bobbles <laughs> I
0: can cover up,
1: can cover up. <laughs> so I'm trying to focus no 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 please do not you know okay. do, do not cover that up from our audience they they, they deserve to see you in full flight <laughs> <laughs> so look, um you, you will be coming across lots of recruiters ideas in terms of what they've been doing this Christmas. You know, what have you seen in terms of that have been um different to an advent calendar that you've thought, yeah, that's spot on great ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean the key thing to remember that is you know we work in international markets, right? So number one, not everybody celebrates Christmas. We need to remember that. So you got you gotta be active wherever you're wherever you're doing recruitment. Um and that's where it comes down to your content plan. So you'll, you'll have people that work across different time zones, different regions, and you need to make sure you've got a plan for all of that. You know, a lot of people I speak to now, even though they're UK based, they aren't just focusing on this, this market at all. Um, so, you know, <laughs> when you're thinking about your plan, the idea is that Christmas is not a time to slow down. right? And yeah. the Christmas break period after you know Boxing Day, not everybody is going sales, shopping, seeing at home, watching films, eating the rest of the chocolates, you know, whatever. I've got a few advent calendars I'm going to have to destroy because I haven't even started them yet. Not everybody's doing that. You know, you've got your your people that are actually sitting there thinking, God, I'm having a good Christmas break right now, but I'm not looking forward to January and going back to that job. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your ideal time to actually have content going out to target those people. Talk about the frustrations. You hear them, right? You're having a great time with your family, not looking forward to January, but I'm back on the 4th. Can we book in a conversation? Wouldn't it be nice if in January you don't come in and everybody goes, oh, what do we do now? Instead, they come in to book conversations because of your marketing over Christmas. It's mm-hmm. possible. And there's people out there that absolutely want to move jobs in the new year, and they will make a start over over, over the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, if you're not marketing to them, they're going to be on job boards applying for your competitors' roles.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the, the great thing here, isn't it? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're not – we're not yet over that line in terms of where you've missed this opportunity. It's mid-month, you've still got a couple of weeks, you know, for the people that want to, yes, have a break, but just get some planning done and get some postings actually sort of like scheduled in or, you know, hooked up so you've got some good good stuff going out. Do you see a difference in terms of any of the channels? Do you see... Um, you know some people may be coming off some of the more serious channels and on to the sort of um, you know the the Facebooks, the Instagram channels etc. Are you seeing differences at this time of year because um, you know things can fluctuate a little bit more?
0: Yeah absolutely and I should mention our, our Christmas present to our clients is we're hoping to launch Instagram even this or next. Um, awesome. And Instagram from, it, it, I've, I've, long time coming, long time coming. <laughs> Um, and Instagram, for me, is a really interesting channel. For me, that's your employer branding channel. You know, why should people want to work with you? Um, and everybody I speak to right now is scaling up their recruiting business, is trying to find good recruiters. Uh, and Instagram is what people check. I was amazed that, you know, as we scaled up a business, so many people in the interview process mentioned, you know, I really was excited to come here today because I saw the post you did on Instagram. They didn't mention our LinkedIn content, even though I think it's bloody fantastic. They all mention Instagram. So Instagram for me, if you're not, if you're not on there or you're not even, if you haven't got a plan for it and you're trying to scale your business, you're missing a trick. You need to be thinking of Instagram as that place where, you know, the people coming into your business are going to get an idea of your culture before they come. So you need to have a plan for that
1: you see i'm sort of almost now sitting here in the old school like um i was all over all social networks and i'm still one of those sort of demographics that is now sitting in facebook and you know yes linkedin for work but i can't really get instagram is instagram not just a whole bunch of photo photos on it you know how are you making instagram good
0: stories is where it's at so (laughs) your your pictures absolutely should be there and Um, I'm really proud of ours. the the team do a fantastic job. Everything mirrors and we've got different quotes. It's fantastic to look at, but stories is where you get the most engagement. So again, I talked about documenting rather than creating, you know, we're putting up stories when we're out at the Christmas party, when we're moving offices, when somebody's doing a talk like this, this will probably be on our Instagram stories and people will be able to see that the CEO wears a stupid jumper and he's not afraid to take himself a little bit (laughs) stupidly. Right. So all of these things, you can think about. So stories is where you should document. Your your images that you share on there will be your everyday things like your job posts, your content, et cetera. But you need to think about if you're scaling your business, actually embracing Instagram stories and showing behind the curtain, you know, take away that coolness, you know, just literally go live on Instagram stories when you can, put a quick video out. It will make a huge difference to the way that you actually recruit internally.
1: Which is really interesting because I think LinkedIn, um, fortunately, I've got a team now that do a great job on all my social media and it's not me anymore because I've obviously passed it um but you know I I, you know I believe that you know LinkedIn tried to bring stories in they've now been the stories in terms of it just wasn't sort of finding its place there and I'm not sure Facebook really has sort of like got that stories sort of up and running as well but the Instagram seems to then um yeah they have but I think you're saying that the Instagram really sort of that's the key to that platform
0: Yeah, it is. It is if you want to have real, real engagement, you know, people actually seeing like real time engagement. Yeah. Mm Um, you know, pictures are great and you're going to, you're going to have conversations and comments and all of that stuff, build your brand. But if you want to show people the real you, that's Mm -hmm. where you do it on stories. Now, LinkedIn stories was a massive flop (laughs) and that's because actually people, people weren't quite ready to show that side of them on LinkedIn. It was still very much people trying to post professional content on LinkedIn as a story, when actually that's not what stories are for. You know, it's to show the real-time moments. Um, And Facebook, for me, um, yeah, I don't want to say it, but it's a place now where young people aren't really hanging out, um, but people have got accounts. Quite often people have got one account for their family and one account for their friends. Very different, different types of content. And the stories you normally see on Facebook are just cross-posted from Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, So, yeah, if I was going to invest in one channel next year and my goal was to scale my business, it would be Instagram for my employer branding.
1: Excellent. Well, that's what I wanted to get to as well, because obviously we've seen quite a lot of change in everything we're doing in terms of culturally in this last year. Um, and you've been sort of looking at all the social channels as to what's going. I can see that, you know, Twitter's had to change quite a lot since we first started using it as well. Um, what do you think that we've learned from this year in terms of social channels and what can we take in as much as obviously Instagram next year, but anything else that we can take into the next year?
0: Yeah, I mean let's let's touch on Twitter a little bit there. So Twitter yeah. went through went through a real change. When they first launched, they were a developer's best friend. They had an open ecosystem, you could build apps, and they embraced all of that. What happened was they then needed to monetize. So they sort of stamped on developers, copied their ideas. What we've seen recently, they launched Twitter's new API, which is really embracing developers again. So they've almost done the same thing Microsoft did. Microsoft went, hey, we love developers. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Um, now we've got uh, Azure and everything. So Twitter are going through that same thing. So you're going to see yeah. some real innovation coming to Twitter in the next year, but it won't be from Twitter themselves. It's going to be from third party developers like some pager, but there'll be other people out there that can really build on that, that infrastructure now. So I'm really excited by Twitter next year. I just don't know what's going to come but what does come won't be from Twitter that's what I would say
1: well do you know I I pretty much had written it's interesting you saying that because I had pretty much written that off early quarter this year as well but I think and I don't know if you agree with this as well they've really done lots of work on their optimization, Um, in terms of you know they're actually coming up if you go and sort of pop stuff in you'll see your Twitter posts are coming in your brand as well yes. um, and they're driving that they've really sort of invested into that optimization to drive you back to then Twitter but you're actually benefiting it from so we've gone back all in because we're actually starting to get better conversions now through twitter where we got nothing from just like tweeting out sort of bits and bobs that were there There there's actually really good sort of following and conversions there so i think i agree with you i think that's going to come back next year
0: yeah and the key thing for everything everything in marketing is the and you'll know this Wendy. you can talk about this i'm sure the website is your your hub it's the centerpiece of everything you do everything you do should be driving back to that website so with twitter it's the only social network that's you know publicly available to Google, so they can index your, your tweets. Okay. So if you think about your SEO, quite often um, your website, you know, if you're a new business, your website won't have much. They, they call it link juice. I'm not making this term up, guys. Link juice for Google in terms of you know where they're going to put you in the rankings. But Twitter does. So if you can put out great content on Twitter, Google's going to index that and you'll appear up the search results. So what will happen is, yes, they go through Twitter. They go from Google to Twitter to your website. You have that sort of middleman in the middle. But because you've got Twitter open, it's worth it. So if you can have a Twitter Twitter stream of great content, of really good, you know, build up your followers on there, you're not just going to get the direct benefit from your from your community you're building up, but also from the likes of Google and uh, Bing, et cetera, as well. So the key, though, is you need to have a good website and drive everything back to it so you can measure it and make sure that it's working for you.
1: Yeah, which is always, you know, great to hear because I think that is the main thing that you've got to think about. You know, that website with how many doors opened, you then get to convert and see that complete conversion straight to placements. Um, you know, and I think we've seen uh, there is such a sort of big sort of emphasis for a recruitment just to look at LinkedIn as a channel. Um, but remember, it's only the recruiters that are living on on LinkedIn. There are candidates in lots of different distribution channels, and it's really about how you 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 systemize using all of those different channels to draw it back to your web, which is which I think is still going to be a very key element next year.
0: Oh, even, even more so than, than, than this year. You know, um, the, the one thing I was, I was talking to someone about this the other day about Zing. Does anyone remember Zing?
1: Yeah, we, we've still got Zing on ours, yes. <laughs> so, uh,
0: in Germany, Zing is king, is the same. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, actually, yeah. there's over a million people in Germany on LinkedIn now, so people are seeing the shift. But Zing made some really interesting changes where – you now have to have a premium account to do basically anything on the platform so you're seeing a real shift to actually get germany onto onto linkedin and i was talking to a group of recruiters the other day that, that focus on germany i said look i get that you're saying zing is king but you know when you turn up to a party and everybody's already drunk and you think oh, <laughs> bro, I, wish, I wish i was at this party sooner that's linkedin right now for germany mm-hmm. you've got the opportunity to be the first one at the party the one cracking the jokes the one everyone's gathered around you need to make that shift. So, if there's anyone who listening that concentrates on the German market, please, please, concentrate <laughs> and be the first of the party. You can. You've got the opportunity to literally be the DJ right now, rather than a guest, the sober. And
1: it'll be even better because you don't need a double vaccination to to get onto LinkedIn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're locking them up over there if you don't. So, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> can do all from the comfort of your own home <laughs> which is good awesome so I think in terms of then looking at the um the channels that we're going to be looking but in terms of um you know the themes that we've got you know I think you and I have agreed like branding is still going to be key in mm-hmm. terms of that company brand and why somebody wants to come and work from you recruitment and recruitment recruiting of recruiters is going to be key in terms of employer brand um but you know there's been a still a, a big emphasis on building a personal brand as well what's your thoughts on how that that's going to materialise next year for recruiters.
0: So I think I think we've seen a huge shift since COVID hit, right? And that's also why we've seen such success because we help recruiters to build their personal brand through technology. We make it we make it really simple. But the the key thing is why did that happen? You know why did people see that shift into personal branding? And for me, it was because overnight they went from not being able to get through to everybody they want to speak to on the phone, and suddenly they're like, "How do I reach these people?" And you've got to realise that your personal brand is. I mean, the key word is personal. You, you own that. So you take it with you. So for any recruiters out there going, oh, my company, my marketer keeps saying to me, oh, I want me to be my personal brand. I don't want to do it. Well, you're only doing yourself over there, just to be really frank. Because even if you, you know, five years time, you decide to go off and start your own recruiting business, you take that brand with you. That's your brand. So we invest in it. So I think people have seen the shift now where they realize that, yes, the phone is still king. And I do believe that. You need to get people onto the phone to in order to sell to them. But you should start those conversations much earlier in the funnel. So you can start by building up trust. It used to be the seven, I think there were seven touch points to build up trust with people since uh, social media has come around. I think it's more like 33. So you need to have 33 touch points with somebody for them to trust you to then buy from you. I don't know about you, I don't buy from people I don't trust. So you can start that by posting a piece of content on LinkedIn, making sure they like it. If they comment on it, comment back. Every single one of those interactions is one of those trust points. The key thing I said is it takes 33. So you don't call them after two. You don't call them when they just get to you. Right? So I think people have embraced personal brand and they've embraced the <laughs> idea that marketing marketing is literally long-term sales. And you need to be running the two against each other because you've got your short-term target and you can actually hit that with the phone. But what happens when a pandemic hits? Your long-term marketing is the one that actually helps you. And you need to be keeping that one ticking along alongside your short-term. If you do that, you're guaranteed success. If you just do one of them, yes, you're going to have success over here if you just do your personal brand. Yes, you're going to have success over here if you just do the phone, but you won't be up here, and we want you up here. We want you living in the sky. Um, and there's the people that embrace marketing over COVID that, for me, recovered the quickest as well. So I'd, I'd use that as a lesson that actually personal branding is the key to long-term success, yeah. but you need to be hitting the phone. The, the, goal of long, the goal of personal brand is to create conversations, and those conversations happen on the phone. So if you do both, you're on to a winner. Sorry. Yeah, I th- <laughs>
1: no, I think, I think that's awesome and so valuable. And I think everyone's saying it's really helpful. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Will. I appreciate them. Um, you're getting your Instagram page all set up now. So you've made an impact already, Darren. But I think that's the key, isn't it? Because so many times we get busy as recruiters and then, you know, you, you fill all the jobs, hopefully, and then it goes quiet again. And then, you know, and, and that's where working that you know, short-term hit rate and long-term strategic goals of clients that you're then warming up will constantly then help to give you um you know that steady sort of flow of interest. I mean we're 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 all about that as you know as well in terms of like um you know really it's not that we you know we're not about making a call but really I don't want to ever buy a list. I don't want to ever call somebody cold. I want to make sure that we're focusing on the people that actually want to you know buy firefish or want to talk to you so it's warmer calls we've been maybe nurturing for a year yeah Um, and that's exactly the same you can't force somebody to make a new hire they've got to have budgets they've got to decide that they want this candidate etc as well so really it's about then why would you chase somebody when they're not ready to hire why don't you just start to warm them up and when they're ready to hire you're the person that they call and that's much more smarter and i think that's where the market has to go next year
0: yeah, absolutely. You could do the same for candidates. I was, I was telling somebody the other day how you can use a LinkedIn poll to create a candidate pipeline, and they looked at me like I was utterly. Wrongful. I think that
1: was probably a mention of a LinkedIn poll, but yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, well, let, let me put it. Let, let me tell you this. So this is how I would create a candidate pipeline, right? I've, I've obviously built my personal brand over a while. I've got connections, say so I'm a Python recruiter. My my post, my poll right now would say, um, I'm noticing a lot in the industry that people are afraid to move given the recent announcement. I'm connected to lots of Python developers here. Are you open to a move? If not, let me know why in the comments. Now, the comments will drive conversation, which is going to boost your engagement. You can actually then build up a pipeline of people that said, I'm not ready to move now, but if the market was to change to X, Y, Z, great, that's your future pipeline. Anything that says yes, you're the only person that can see who says yes to a LinkedIn poll. So you've then got out of your connections, and maybe it's only five or six, you've got five or six people that right now are open to a move, and you're connected to them so you can message them. So that's the power of LinkedIn content,
1: Darren. You have just started the world of recruiters doing more LinkedIn polls. Thank you, <laughs> but <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> legit, and that's really smart way of using them.
0: At least they won't be saying, "Should we work from home or should I we know?" To or, <laughs> it's a hard a Christmas film. Got news for you, it is a Christmas film. We don't need to ask. It is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. There's been a lot of debate around here as well. But um yeah, no, I, I think that's a really, really smart way of using that, isn't it? And and it's also, you know, everybody everybody that sort of is given an option is generally going to say no not right now but in three months time or if the market goes back to this or if my company says no we're going you know we're going to force everybody into working in the office i want remotely you know there's other areas that if you can get that touch pay, touch list of what will make this really good python developer using your example move then you've got a preference sheet on that candidate so the next time a job comes in you just pop in the you know the preferences of that job and hey, presto, that candidate is matched and will give you that opportunity to, to, to then sort of have a better conversation and much more trusted conversation than just somebody calling, hey, I've got a job, you know, etc. Because unfortunately, I'm still seeing that.
0: Oh, and, and we do all the time. Right. And, and LinkedIn emails are just spray and pray. You know, really, you want to target it. You've got your if if you want to embrace a personal brand, you need to invest in it. And you need to invest in building relationships because that's what it's all about. And a relationship yeah. isn't a spray and pray approach. It's it's very much targeted, investing that time. Um, doesn't need to be a lot of time, you know, half an hour a day. And you could be, fast forward a year, you could be miles away from where you are now and, and really, really probably the, you know, people will be envious of you in your market. You know, if you want to own that space, half an hour a day is all it takes.
1: Yeah, perfect. Now, I've got to I've got to come to James question here as well. And while I'm doing this, I've got to feel like I've got to move. What about TikTok for? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest, my use of TikTok is limited to um, my daughter. I, funny dances. Um, I, I know they've launched um, TikTok jobs on there and I think it will be really great for hospitality, um, you know, retail sort of jobs. That's not what we specialize in at Pager. We we work with mainly companies that um, are, are white collar professional services. Um, so I haven't explored it in that way. Um, but if you're in the hospitality and retail, it would be on my radar. I'd be thinking about what can I do to use this platform. Um, but that's not something that I I I wouldn't consider myself able to speak on that platform.
1: And Stephen, yes, it is Jesus on my platform uh, on my my jumper. Thank you. <laughs> don't look, <laughs> Jesus, don't look! Don't look! <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I'm really enjoying the session. So, listen, we've got to come, we've got to actually sort of bring this to some sort of conclusion. I, I know that everyone has been really enjoying some of these tips, and they're really tips. <laughs> really um really really going to help them in terms of making some um some good takeaways and get this (laughs) um and get this onto their plans for next year so let's sort of summarize if you're going forward right now what's the sort of three things that you want to um get in place um for for the recruitment strategy of social next year
0: um first thing is is your website up to scratch? Because there's no point doing any marketing until your website is where it should be. Um, And have you got the reporting you need with that? So can you track, ideally, all the way through to placement? If you can go from this piece of content, got this click on the website, they register for this job alert, and then they um, actually apply for this job two weeks later, and then we place them there. That is the holy grail of recruitment, marketing, reporting. If you can do that, you're also a winner.
1: And that's where Jesus and your baubles are coming together.
0: <laughs> exactly. So what what I you need you need to have uh, Pager and Firefish as your sort of uh, underlying text act. But you know you, that reporting piece is so key because any marketer will tell you that the typical CEO will just say, "Well, what did we get from that? What did we get from that campaign? What was the ROI?" And quite often the answer is, "I don't know, but my gut tells me it was good." Which, by the way, is an acceptable answer in marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We use that all the time. But there's a lot of people out there that would actually say, you know, actually, I need to know the pounds and pence that we got on that, that spend. Otherwise, we're not doing it again. So make your life easier. See if you can get that reporting set up. Um, The the next bit is to I'd be thinking about personal brand. If you're not already, be thinking about personal branding across your recruiters because they are the forefront of your business. They're the people that speak to people every single day, candidates and clients. And the key thing is realize they haven't got the confidence yeah so actually realize that your job is to support them in that build them up give them the give them permission quite a lot of time they're just scared to actually say something they might like they probably shouldn't say you need to give them the permission first of all to foul and then that will actually open them up to do it um, and the key thing is if they do foul you know, I'm not saying if they foul miserably but if they foul a little bit they don't have a go and say look trying mm-hmm. right this is your first attempt let's go again let's go again these things take time to build up um so personal brand uh, website and obviously the company brand is, is equally as important don't lose sight of that and yeah. don't slow down um it's very very easy right now when there's jobs to think we don't need to do marketing because all we're going to do is get out candidates but what will happen is the market will change uh, and there'll be a shock to a lot of new recruiters that actually have to do BD. <laughs> so i would i would keep your marketing focused on on bd don't lose sight of bd as well you know, bd is still important It needs to bring new clients on Um, And if you do those three things, you'll have a successful 22.
1: Awesome advice. Thank you so much, Darren. And I know everybody has really enjoyed that as well. Um, And so have I, even if I've just been looking at your bubbles most of the time. (laughs) I I, I really appreciate because what everybody doesn't know as well is that I got a text from you on Sunday saying heads up. I have COVID (laughs) so I'm hopefully going to be okay by Wednesday so I'm really glad that you've been able to isolate uh with your COVID but you 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 seem to have been okay and and very lucky so that's um, great.
0: I am proof that if you have your double jabbed you'll be you'll be okay so you know I'm I'm very grateful that I've had that and I'm all good.
1: Excellent. Darren, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, um, have a lovely Merry Christmas. Um, it is the time to keep your marketing going, but also take a wee bit of a step down, step back, just start to think about what you want to achieve. You've all had a really busy year this year. And it's, I think most most of our clients have all smashed it. So well done. Um, but, you know, we've got another job to go when we start. And that's the next show that we're going to be focusing on. Um, so I have, I'm delighted because I know how um, popular the session that we did with deloitte um just when we were coming out of um the you know sort of covid recession sort of lockdown i've managed to get somebody from deloitte's back so peter arson will be joining us on the 19th of january and um, we're going to get an economical update in terms of where he sees the market going how how much of this sort of um overinflation of jobs creation there is it going to keep going are you going to have a really good year so we're going to pack pack in lots of sort of stats there and really get a good plan that hopefully will back up your business plans that you've been putting in place so please make sure you tune in 19th of january It'll be a really good one. I'm delighted that I've managed to get somebody else on from from Deloitte's there to help us go through. But for now, Darren, let's do a wee bobble shake. (laughs) If anybody wants to get hold of you, um, I think Andrew has popped in um, your your LinkedIn address. Thank you so much, Darren and Pager, um, for joining us. Um, And to everybody else, have a smashing, cracking Christmas. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you on the other side.
0: See you soon. Thank you.
1: Thank you.